What's happening, everybody? What's going on? I'm your host, RJ Carbone, and you are listening to episode 407 of BD4. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA now, too. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA occasionally on weekends. Although it's kind of just sporadic now. Hope everybody's well. We're going to talk Yankees. The Yankees swept the Pirates. They stomped on them, stomped on them at least offensively, uh, in, the, in a quick two-game set at home. So they begin their homestand two and zero. I ask that we go five and one before the homestand began, sweeping the Pirates and taking three from the Sox in a four-game set. So hopefully they can do that. Um, off to a good start two and zero. Let's talk about it. The Yankees defeating the Pittsburgh Pirates. Went 2-0 this series. 23 runs scored overall. 10 runs allowed, giving them a plus 13 run differential in these two games. And uh, up next, we got Boston. And we'll talk about that when we talk about Judge. But let's get right into it. Let's not waste time. Um, talk about this first game of the set. As the Yankees defeated the Pirates, and they have now won their 90th win. So the Yanks sweep the Pirates to reach 90 wins. Um, yeah, so the first game of this set was two nights ago. As I'm recording, it is September 21st on a Wednesday night. As you are listening, it should be Thursday the 22nd. But the first game of this set took place on the 20th, Tuesday the 20th. And the Yankees picked up the win 9-8. to This was an eventful one. Yet Cortez going up against Ortiz, um, who's who's looking to be a pretty good pitcher, by the way. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, top of the fourth inning, old Yankee friend Greg Allen uh, from from like one of those next man up eras. He was fun for a bit for us. Gets the sack fly to play to run for Pittsburgh, one nothing. Bottom of the fifth, you had Harrison Bader uh, knocking in a run with a single. In his second at bat as a Yankee, Jose Trevino singles. It's two to one. Yankees take the lead. Top of the sixth. I think his name was Jason Delay. Interesting name. Doubles in runs, making it three to two. Pittsburgh. Um, and then Bader comes back with an RBI single in the sixth. It's four to three. Yankees. Uh, top of the seventh. You get Brian Reynolds, who a lot of people, a lot of Yankees fans, including myself, wanted him. Um, at the deadline, he goes and hits a home run off Yankee relief pitching to make it 4-4. Four to four. In the 8th inning, he singles, and then Castro hits a home run off Holmes, and it's 8-4. to four. Pittsburgh has a lead. Not looking great. Bottom of the ninth. Aaron Judge gets one more at-bat. He hits his 60th home run. Then you get the Stanton Grand Slam, and the Yankees win 9-8. to eight. I mean, <laughs> fuck. What a fucking... I guess what a magical is probably the best way to say what a magical game. I mean, I get that it was the Pirates, so I don't feel, I don't love saying magical if it's the Pittsburgh Pirates, but it was a nice feel-good night. It was one that could very well be on Yankees Classics, right? Um, I mean, Bader 
you have him who electrifies in his debut, big RBIs, great speed on the bases, sliding headfirst into home plate. The volume in the stadium skyrocketed every time he made a play or did something like that. He was two for four overall. And you get the ninth inning, man. You get Judge hitting his 60th home run in the ninth inning there. I wasn't feeling all the positive energy at the time, like Kay was and Cone was. And of course, they have to do their jobs and, and you know hype it up and market it. But it, it's odd for me to get that hype and that excited, ecstatic um, about anything when you're down, whatever they were down, three or three runs or so in the ninth inning there. So, of course, I was trying to tame myself, but then we load him up. Stanton comes to the plate. Uh, it was like a two-strike count. He gets the grando and walks it off. And you could officially, I could officially at least, celebrate it all right there, right then. Um, just unbelievable night. Uh, the bats scored nine runs off 11 hits, three of them extra base hits, four walks, nine strikeouts, they went 6-for-12 for Thunars in scoring position, and 8 were left on base as a team. Glaber, Donaldson, Trevino, Bader, each of them picked up 2 hits for the Yankees. Stanton had 4 RBIs, Bader 3 RBIs, Trevino an RBI, and Judge an RBI there in the ninth. Um, Cabrera made a nice play at the wall in left field in the 4th inning. Then he just missed a home run in the 5th inning. Uh, right, you know, he went to right center with it near the 385 sign. But um, the two Pirates outfielders, it was Reynolds and I forget who else, they end up colliding, and um, he got three bases out of it. Um, Yankees made an error in this one, too. Rizzo made a, a bad error in the eighth, going to second for some reason and nailing the guy in the <laughs> kind of <a> taint. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, but, you know, it, it was a good offensive performance, uh, and, and the pitching was good. Cortez, five innings, one run, five hits, uh, two walks allowed, four strikeouts, no home runs on 87 pitches. Um, yeah. No, yeah, it, it was it was a good win, good outing by him. Cortez, I mean, he should have been allowed to throw at least one more inning, 15 pitches more, maybe 20 tops. But... You know, Boone's trying to milk everyone from here on, from here out, until the playoffs. Um, but he looked good, though. I thought he looked good. There's, there's not much to say about five innings, but, you know, give the quick five and fly, and he did his job. Um, the bullpen was was the problem. They, they pitched four innings and gave up seven runs on five hits, four walks. So they had nine base runners in four innings, um, four strikeouts. I mean, they were absolutely... Atrocious. Besides Aroldis Chapman in the ninth, um, and I have a terrible, terrible feeling that we're going to come full circle here because for whatever nonsensical jackass reason, the Yankees haven't lost faith in the washed-up, abominable, always choking in big moments Aroldis Chapman. Um, so I just have a bad feeling he's going to be the closer come October. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if you saw him close some games. You know, in these final 14 games, whatever it is. Um, Clay Holmes, who got the eighth inning, I'm not saying he should be closer. Because you all know my thoughts. He shouldn't be there. Um, so don't get me wrong. 
and he was awful again in this game. Um, I don't need. I don't think we need to go over Clay Holmes again this episode because we did last episode. But two thirds of an inning, he could only give you uh, gave up the home run. Uh, gave up. Uh, you know, more inherited more inherited runners come across to score on him. That's been a big thing for him. Uh, and the rest, you know, the rest before Holmes were, were pretty bad as well. Marinaccio wasn't great. Lou Trevino wasn't great. He gives up a ton of inherited runners too. Um, and then Lasagna wasn't great. He's kind of bounced back down to earth. I don't know with him anymore. Um, we'll talk about the pen. But yeah, it, it was an excellent it was an excellent win nonetheless. Um, and the Yankees fed off of it with a great win tonight for their 11th win in 15 games. And we'll talk about the second game of the set as soon as we get back from break. Stay with us. We'll be back in 15 seconds. All right, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You're listening to episode 407 of BD4. Um, The second game of this set took place tonight. Um, and the Yankees won. This this was a good win. A uh, 14-2 shellacking. You had Severino towing up against Contreras, who... Struck out 10 batters. Um, but in the bottom of the first, the Yankees, right off the bat, just going big. Another grand slam. Uh, another one against the Pirates. I believe they said on the telecast that it's been four this season against them. Cabrera, a grand slam, makes it 4 nothing. Oswaldo is so fun to watch. Top of the fourth inning, Hayes, sack fly, makes it 4-1 to one Yankees. But... Bottom of the fifth comes. Gleyber Torres singles. Josh Donaldson doubles. It's six to one Yankees. Top of the sixth. Hayes singles in a run. Six to two. That'd be all for Pittsburgh. And the Yankees just go nuts in the eighth. Um, you get a Glaber home run. You get Cabrera and Bader going back to back with doubles, scoring runs there. Trevino doubles in them. And then Glaber again, his second home run in the inning. Um that's pretty cool. I think only A-Rod and one other Yankee, or maybe a couple other Yankees have done it. They showed it on the telecast. I forget. Uh, but it was 14-2 Yankees, and they ended up winning. 14 runs on 11 hits. Get this, 10 extra base hits, 5 walks, 13 strikeouts, 6 for 15 with runners in the scoring position. So they were 12 for 27. Christ. Just two left on base as a team. That's awesome. But that that's going to happen when you have 10 extra base hits. That's very robust. Um, again, it's the Pirates. I get it. Blah, blah, blah. But they punish them like they always do and like they always should. Glaber, three hits, five RBIs, two home runs. Led the way across the board, and we will get to him in a second. Um, yeah, Severino, five innings, one run, two hits, a walk, six strikeouts. 64 pitches and the win. Six and three. We'll get to him in a second also. Um, And the bullpen bounced back. Four innings, one run, two hits, two walks, five strikeouts. Licky, 
gave them two plus innings, one run allowed in the third inning that he pitched. Um, Marinaccio pitched an inning, struck out two, no runs. Weisert, an inning, no runs. That was his final um, inning as a Yankee probably this year. Um, And all of a sudden, the Yankees are just hot. So, it's good to see. It's good to see. We're going to head to a break real quick. Get back and we'll talk about some things. Hey, fellas. I've noticed that only a small percentage of you who watch BD4 on YouTube are actually subscribed. So, if you do enjoy this podcast and want to be alerted every time a new episode drops, consider subscribing and hitting that notification bell. This way, we can help the podcast grow and you won't miss a single episode of BD4. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, RJ Carbone. And you are listening to episode 407 of BD4. We're hot, man. We're hot. Judging Cabrera, two hits tonight. Um... Listen, this this kid Cabrera, he's all of a sudden he's hot with the bat. His last nine games, he's eleven for thirty-one. That's three fifty-five. Six singles, two doubles, three home runs, eleven RBIs, nine runs, and six walks. And the walks are actually the most impressive, most telling thing to me right now tells me that he's seeing the ball very well and that's just been him since he's come up he's not been hitting consistently he's he's had his streaks like the the Oakland series he hit well and and now you know the last nine games but since he's come up his app and his at-bats Cabrera never looks like he's overmatched like their Yankee prospects like Florial for example to pick on the kid, but he looks overmatched every time he takes the plate. Watching Cabrera have an at-bat, he looks like he recognizes the strike zone well. You know, sure, he'll, you know, sometimes he has a tough time with the high pitch, but he puts up quality at-bats, which tells me maybe he can do a little something with the stick. Maybe there's something there. So, I, I I'm holding out hope that he'll start hitting and just hit a little bit. I'm not asking him to go out there and, and, and be Aaron Judge, right? But just hit a little bit because he's doing everything else on top of that right now. right? This is all while he continues to play really solid left field. The kid came up as a shortstop, and all of a sudden you put him, you know, shortstop third base. Then you threw him in right field for a while. Now he's playing left field and he's doing a pretty good job at it, you know, at it. He did have a little bit of a mishap tonight, playing a ball incorrectly off the wall, but, you know, lets the single go to a triple. It never harmed them. Who cares? He's a rookie. But he's playing well. And he's got a little bit of a swagger with him, by the way. I like him. My dad hates it. <laughs> he doesn't like how he pimps his hits and, and I, I love it. I think they need that energy. Um, It makes you wonder, though. It does. It makes you wonder a little bit what the Yankees could have been like with this guy, with this kid Cabrera, sooner. Um, You know, and we were asking for something for a while. And they didn't give it to us until last minute, literally. So it's good to have him now. Uh, And he continues to to just rake now. So if if he stays, you know, if he keeps hitting, 
pretty damn cool. And I think he's a lock. I honestly think he's a lock to make the postseason roster. I don't think that's crazy to say, right? So I love what, what Oswaldo Cabrera has given the Yankees. Um, and, of course, Aaron Judge. <laughs> How do you not talk about Aaron Judge, who is, is just unbelievable right now? Um, so this series, Aaron Judge goes three for eight, two doubles, a homer, an RBI, two walks, two strikeouts, three runs scored, eight total bases. Um, and on the season, Aaron Judge on the season – is now 317 with the average, 421 on base percentage, a 705 slugging percentage, which is hilarious. A 705 slugging. The league average for OPS is in the 700s. OPS is on base plus slugging. Aaron Judge's slugging alone is 705. That's more than double Hicks, probably. That's just fucking ridiculous to me. That is more than double. Plenty more than double. I think Hicks is sitting in like the low 300s. And he's got a 10 20, or I'm sorry, an 11 26 OPS. 1.126. Ridiculous. He's playing every day. 144 games played. Aaron Judge is absurd. He's the triple crown leader as we speak, by the way. He is the triple crown leader as we speak. Bogarts had two hits tonight, but he's judges ahead by like a decimal. Um, he's got 60 home runs on the year, 128 RBIs. Um, he's got the average at 317, like we said, 16 stolen bases. I mean, he is absolutely incredible and you know there's there's like we've said everything we've needed to say about him and the whole MVP thing we talked about that with Otani Justin Verlander's dweeb brother uh, talked about that in episode 406 last episode so we'll leave it there Uh, but again I am going to the game on Friday when I play the Red Sox that'll be the second game of the four game set and it's looking more and more likely that it could be that game where he either ties it or breaks it um, so I'm excited. Uh, my, my, my siblings, my cousins who I'm going with are excited. I, you know, it's funny, man. I, I, we're all excited, but, um, I'm sure the Yankees fans at home who are going to be watching on TV aren't, it's an Apple TV plus game. So it's not going to get a ton of views, um, which is terrible for baseball. Um, and you know, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta hurt K. You gotta think K is just hoping he, he gets to be the one to call it, but I don't know because you have the Apple TV game. You have one of those games are on, I think they said Fox, which might be tomorrow. And then there's a Sunday game that is fucking, um, I think it's ESPN. So I think yes, only gets one of those games, the Saturday game. So Kate might be in trouble. Um, as far as calling both. But, um, no, he, he's unbelievable, man. And, and, and it just, I, I had to do it. Woke up this morning, um, went on baseball reference and just looked. Just looked at the 60 home runs. Everything in that column or row is bold on his stat sheet. His OPS plus is absurd. It's over 200. And I think Kay mentioned this stat last night. 
and I fact-checked it, to be sure. Um, and I found out that when Babe Ruth hit his 60th home run, there were only three other big league teams that had more home runs. Teams. So when people say, when they tell you that Ruth wasn't impressive and wouldn't be impressive today, tell them that's that. He was built different. Still back then, he was exceeding the rest of the league by miles. A player outperforming teams. So he wasn't just some Joe Schmo. I hate the Ruth hate all of a sudden. But Judge is going for Maris. And he's two away from breaking him, one from tying him. And I cannot wait to go on Friday. I'm sitting in the left field bleachers. 236. That's the section we always get. And um, that's a perfect spot. That's a perfect spot. I hope Big Zach Hample doesn't try and get it. He's going to have a run for his money. There was a whole... There was a freaking... like, a, like a, Just a mosh pit of, of college kids just tackling each other for 60. I saw the video there. Apparently the kid got it. The kid who got it got ripped off. Only got a couple of things and like nothing from it. But um, 62 is going to be a hot commodity. It, it is going to be a hot commodity, Jesus Christ. Uh, Donaldson has a hit. Bader has a hit in this game. IKF and Trevino have a hit. Bader. Let's talk about Harrison Bader, man. He is fun. Harrison Bader is, is, is becoming a fan favorite, should I say, already? Like... Talk about a good first impression, at least. Excuse me. His first series as a Yankee in these two games. Again, Pirates, whatever. He went three for eight. Two singles, a double. Hustle double at that. Five RBIs and two runs scored. He's just this electrifying presence. Kind of has a little bit of Clint Frazier in him. In a good way. I can't tell what it is. Maybe he kind of looks like him. The swings. I, I don't know. He hustles. I think it's that he hustles and he busts it every time on the bases and in the field, in center field. And it's going to be nice to have a center fielder now, like a natural center fielder who's, you know, Judge was doing a really good job in there, out there. But, you know, it's good to get him less workload, go back to his you know, smaller right field now and keep him off his feet and, you know, keep him healthy because Bader's not going to be afraid to dive. Bader's not 6'8", 282. Right, he's gonna be diving. He's gonna be sprinting. He's a guy who he's gonna be able to actually play like a center fielder. So I'm excited for that. So much better than Hicks. Jesus, I'm so happy that era is over. Right? <laughs> Hicks was apparently sick, quote unquote, tonight. Um, so how convenient. Just like the Montez injury. How convenient, Cashman. It's what they do when they don't want to hurt their ego and admit they're wrong. Uh, Glaber Torres. I want to talk about Glaber Torres as well. Because he had himself a series. He's our Aaron Judge was one of our featured position players of the series. Glaber Torres is the other featured position player of this series. He went 5 for 8 this series. With 3 singles, 2 home runs, 5 RBIs, 2 walks, a strikeout, 5 runs scored, 11 total bases. In these, in these two games. On the season, Labor Torres, 252 with the average, a 304 on base percentage, a 445 slugging, 
and an OPS at 749 across these 132 games he's played. So their numbers are slowly starting to creep back up to respectability. Right? The OPS just under 750, the average over 250 now. Closer and closer. That's what that's 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 been my goal for him since the start of the season. I asked that Glaber has a 260 hitting 800 OPS year. Um, I don't know how realistic that is now with 14 games left, but my goal for him, you know, from here out is to get as close as he can to those numbers. That'd be a nice bounce back. Um, but pretty cool stat for you here. Since Glaber tore, and by the way, he's got 23 home runs now and chasing, he's, he's close to 70 RBS, but since his batting average dipped down to 236 on the ninth of this month, he has, in nine games since, gone 17 for 40. That's 425. With three doubles, four home runs, 14 RBIs, three walks. So he's really been hitting lately. And it's coming at a perfect time. Like I said last episode, this is my X factor. Labor Torres is my X factor. He's, he's a playoff hitter. He has shown the Yankees that. He has shown you all that. He could hit in the playoffs. Look up his numbers. He's 325, and his OPS is well over 900. Um, So it would not shock me if he stayed this locked in throughout the playoffs this year again. And like we always say, it's all about the approach with Gleyber Torres. It's, It's the mentality that he carries to the plate with him. Right? If he goes up there and he brings this, you know, up the middle, shoot it to right center approach, and knows that he could only you know, he should only pull it when it comes naturally. He's going to be fine. But if he goes up there trying to hit home runs and he pulls out and he opens up and he's got all these moving parts, upper body, it's not going to be good. But right now he seems locked in. He's shooting the ball the other way. It's going up the middle and he's driving the ball to the left field when it's pitch that needs to be pulled he looks very good and I can only hope that he stays locked in because he's a streaky player hopefully this streak can last a few more weeks let's say a month right a month from now is, is probably when the playoffs will be wrapping up so he's my X factor for sure Glaber Torres uh, Severino, I want to talk about Severino. He's our featured starting pitcher of the series. Went five innings, one run, six strikeouts, a walk, two hits, two doubles. I'm sorry, two singles. That should say two singles. Um, 64 pitches. Yeah, man, Sevy Looked very great again in his return. Um, fastball velocity was there. His changeup looked sharp. He had great fade to it. His slider was breaking. He was working quick, had a rhythm out there, throwing strikes, and his strike zone command was nearly flawless. Um, I just, you know, I just think they don't need to milk him. They will, and I called it. Um, but they keep saying they want to stretch him out, stretch him out. Well, then do it, and don't limit him to sixty pitches. Let him throw. He's only got a number of starts left. Two. Let his arm warm up. 
Let him throw and, and, and get ready for the postseason so we can throw you six innings and not be this bullshit four-inning guy or not have to come out of the bullpen. Let him throw. He's had a good year too, man. Glaber Torres, as you can see on the screen, overall this season, 5-3 and three, with a 3.36 ERA, 91 pitches, I'm sorry, 91 innings, 101 strikeouts, 69 hits in 91 innings, 26 walks across 17 starts. 207 batting average against, a 104 whip, 14 homers allowed. He's had a good year, man. It's funny, that 336 ERA. The Yankee ace, right? The $300 million ace, supposedly, and Garrett Cole, has a worse ERA than Severino, Herman, and Cortez. So three of the five, three of the four other starters in the rotation have a better ERA than Garrett Cole. Now, two of them have a smaller sample size, I get that, but even Montgomery, when he was here, and he still does have a lower ERA than Cole, um, pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad to think about that. Uh, but the pitching has has struggled lately, both in the um, rotation and the relievers. Last couple nights, they picked it back up. As far as the playoffs go, I have faith in, in, in the starters. I do. I have faith in Cortez. I have... I worry about Herman missing a spot and giving up a bomb, but I have faith in him at least as far as the first round goes. Um, the teams we play. I have faith in Severino. Again, if they don't do that bullpen garbage with him or they don't milk him and just pull him after four innings or whatever. I have faith that he'll be fine. Um, it's just Cole. It really is just Cole who I'm kind of scared of, and that's that's that shouldn't be a thing. Um, so he it's just going to come down to Garrett Cole has to man up and man up. And if Garrett Cole goes out there and has a crazy good postseason, none of, none of anything that we've been talking about and criticizing him for all season long in the regular season is going to matter. Nobody's going to remember it. So that's the good thing in New York. All you got to do is is show up for one month of the season and you're good to go, right? By the way, it's Garrett Cole bobblehead night at the end of the month. Um, and, and did anybody see that promotion and, and see how his bobblehead looks? Holy crap, nothing like him. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's got it's going to come down to Cole. Um, that's the X factor in the rotation. The relievers, I really don't love a ton of guys in the pen, but they get it done and, and they record big outs on most nights, so I guess I can't really complain too much. But they got to figure out who's going to be their closer. Um, I, the last thing I want is, is again, for Raldis to regain that role. I don't want to see Clay there anymore. I, I wish we experimented more this month with one guy. Not named Chapman or Marinaccio or, or or Holmes, maybe let more Marinaccio. It would have been nice to see him get some run of closer, so we'd have more of a, an idea. Fourteen games remaining, we don't even know. It's it's hard to to find one now. Should have been doing that earlier, but I guess they're they're going to ride with a committee, and maybe that works. You know, bullpen by committee, closer by committee rather. But yeah, um, it's it's Cole in the rotation, and it's it's the closer role for me. Um, 
The offense, uh, last 14 games, they've been scorching hot. Seven runs a night. Uh, last two games this series, they scored 23 runs. They went with the same exact lineup this, this series, so that was nice. Uh, we always ask for that. I just I, I just hope that come playoff time, the pitching gets it done. Um, and they, they sustain what they've done all year. So if the lineup goes back into home run or nothing mode, like they usually do every October, it's easier to live with because the pitching is there to back them up. That's that's probably the best way I can put it. Because I, I just think the lineup, the way they're constructed, the way the Yankees, you know, this philosophy they have of three true outcomes, it's never going to change. So they're going to have to get really good pitching. Because if their lineup does go through cold spells in the postseason, you can at least win a game with your staff and your relief pitching core. But, um, yeah, the Yankees are now 11-4 and four in their last 15 games. Um, 90 wins on the season. They have to go 10-4, and four, that means, to reach 100. Um, and the magic number, I believe the magic number for the division is down to 8. So... 15 walk-off wins now on the season. That's pretty cool. So if the Yankees win, let's say, let's be conservative and say if they win 95 games, that means they 15 wins, walk-off, 95. That means about one every six. They That means they've walked it off one time every six wins. That's pretty nuts. <laughs> Yeah, one every six wins if they win 95 games. And they finish with 15 walk-offs. Um, yeah, that's it. Wiser went back down after this game, thank God. Efros is back up, also thank God. But it's good. It's good that we're getting whole again. Bunch of guys are back now. Um, obviously, there are some guys, you know, Carpenter's done. Uh, ben Attendee's done. Uh, DJ LeMayu. Uh, he could be done, but even if he comes back, I'm not really expecting much production from him because, shit, he's still hurt and he has the kind of injury that he's going to need surgery in the offseason. I, I think this guy's totally washed. I honestly do. I don't think he's going to help them be productive anywhere on his contract. Um, I'm kind of nearing done with him. The injuries every year now, he's, he's not nearly what he used to be. couple points this season where he peaked out and looked like prime DJ, but something always happens. He either slumps, gets hurt, or both. Um, he's valuable defensively. You know, he, he, he's still a contact hitter. That's good, but something's always going on where he's just he's just not nearly what he used to be. Um, but, but on a positive manner, again, the Yankees are looking good. Things are looking up. We're going to head to break, get back, and wrap it up with the question of the day. And then we'll do a who am I. Stay with us. Be right back. Alright, so if you guys want to follow me on social media, I'm on Facebook, RJ Carbone, and I'm also on Instagram, at Rob J. Carbone. That's Facebook, RJ Carbone, and on Instagram, I'm at Rob J. Carbone. So BD4 is on so many different platforms now. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and plenty other listening platforms. You can also watch the podcast on YouTube and Spotify. And if you do listen to us on Apple Podcasts, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. 
as we are currently a five-star podcast and would love to keep it that way. And if you watch the podcast on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the BD4 YouTube channel. Download, listen, watch, share it, do all of that stuff to help us grow. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, RJ Carbone. You are listening to episode 407 of BD4. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you're listening, thank you. If you're watching, thank you. You can go to my website, bd4blog.com. I write blogs on the Yankees and Knicks and some MMA. MMA. Um, And I, uh, you know, you'll find the links to the many platforms to this podcast. You'll find me on social media. If you go to my blog, just go to bd4blog.com and you'll find everything you need. Let's start off with our Who Am I segment. And um, if you're new here, Who Am I is a segment, fairly new. We added it about halfway through. We haven't done a ton of them. But um, I read you a former Yankee, but I don't tell you who. I only tell you the teams he's played for in his career and when. And I give you a hint what uh, hand he uses to either hit or pitch. And you have to guess who. You get one minute to do so. So who am I? Played for the Cincinnati Reds in 2012. The Arizona Diamondbacks from 2013 through 2014. And then the New York Yankees from 2015 through 2019. And now the Philadelphia Phillies. Starting in 2020, I'm still there now. Who am I? All right, one last time. The Reds in 2012, Diamondbacks 2013-14, Yankees from 15 to 19, and the Reds and the Phillies, sorry, from 2020 to current. And I am a left-handed hitter. So you get one minute to guess who I just described, starting now. Who am I? Alright, we are back. Welcome back. And as you can see on the screen, if you are watching the podcast, who am I? D.D. Gregorius. Former Yankee, fan favorite, D.D. Gregorius. Played on the Reds in 2012, Diamondbacks from 13 to 14, Yankees 15 to 19, and currently, that should say 2020 to current, on the Philadelphia Phillies. D.D. Gregorius. D. 
D.D. Gregorius. Gregorius was fun, man. Kind of, you know, started to, you know, he, he wasn't the same in his last couple of years. Dealt with some injuries and just wasn't that good, but he was fun. Another Yankee who started slow. Fans hated him. And then kind of instilled faith as his career went on here. And then that's uh, that's it. We're going to wrap it up right now with our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. And then that'll be it. Let's get to it. Episode 406, our question of the day. All right. So for this episode, our NYY, NYK, MMA question of the day. 407 is to true or false true or false a rod's 57 homer season came with the yankees in 2007 is that true or false a rod's 57 homer season came with the yankees in 2007 let me know the answer wherever you can reach me if you get it correct i'll give you a shout out in the next episode if you don't get it correct, but you at least attempt to guess the answer, then I'll let you know what the answer is in the next show. So one final time, true or false, A-Rod's 57 homer season came with the Yankees in 2007. Guys, thank you. I appreciate you stopping by. Episode 407 is in the books. The Yanks sweep the Pirates to reach 90 wins. Let's see what happens here on out. I'm so excited for the postseason, man. Listen, I don't have a lot of hope for the Yankees. If they won the World Series, I, you know, obviously I'd be ecstatic. Um, I just, I just think they have one too many flaws. But we'll see, like we do every year, and you know, we go into it with this optimism and we hope for the best. Uh, but there are 14 games remaining. We still have business to take care of before the postseason. We got to win the division, uh, and and you know. I would like to. I would like to get a hundred wins. I always look at that mark after the division's wrapped up. I always try to get the one hundred wins. I, I always look at that, but it's it's gonna be tough. Um, that's it, guys. Thanks so much, and I'll see you in the next one. All right, ciao. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.